to Best of Friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, everybody. It's another episode, the final episode before the season actually begins. It's the preseason wrap-up show. As always... Matt is here, along with my good buddy. Oh, is that my is that my cue? That's not usually how you refer to me. Well, I mean, football hasn't officially started yet, so I can't hate you extensively <laughs> just yet. Got it, got it. After this weekend, it's it's all bets are off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that is my cue, and, and here I am. I'm <laughs> Mike here with you as well on the 2M podcast, 2M football podcast, baseball one coming soon. What? Oh, sorry, you're not part of that. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just messing around. Everything else goes to the back burner for me. All the, all the other sports, that is. Actually, everything. Everything, work, family. Everything. The world goes to the back burner right now. <laughs> Once football season starts, all bets are off. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, this is it. This is our last show before that, before that happy time. <laughs> and uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I got my voice back. Yeah, yeah. Matt has been going through it the last week or so, which is why we didn't have an episode last week. Oh, it's been terrible. I've had to cancel so much stuff. Yeah, I know. You're busy, busy guy over there. And so we didn't want to put him through it. And uh, the other, uh, our other options for a potential co-host fell through. So here we are. Yeah, great, great, great work, guys. <laughs> Glad so, to know how, love, how much our fans love us. <laughs> It's good to know your place in the world sometimes. <laughs> Get reminded. You know what it's solidified? It's solidified joking or not. I am not replaceable, apparently. That is true. And I think uh, neither am I, I hope, because everyone else has too much of a life to do this every week, but not us. <laughs> not us. <laughs> so uh, let's do it. Let's uh, let's put a bow on the preseason. And... Can it be a red one? Or is that too too cliche? can be any color you want, man. It's going to be black and silver. Ah, good one. Good one. For the for your Raiders, I assume. Raiders. Took a second, but yep, we got there. So yeah, the preseason is over. That's it. The next football game that is played will be a real game. Legitimate? A legitimate game that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... Uh, how did you feel about the the three week preseason that they tried that they did this year instead of the usual four? I mean, here's here's my take, and I think this is the way I think a true fan of the sport feels this way is the way I look at it. As a fan, fan preseason means nothing to us other than to potentially see interesting players or to see how the teams either draft picks or new schemes are coming together. But for coaches, it's critical. As we will get to, it leads to very drastic decisions. Who's your starting? You know, who's taking the reins for the team? Who's going to make the final cut? 
And even names that we thought were locked in position are now no longer in those positions. Uh, the that's a very Patriots good, are going to be a great example. That's a very good teaser, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was interesting to see that they basically had, instead of a month to make this decision, they had three weeks. And I'm curious to see how this plays out in the long term of the season of these decisions. Right. Yeah, there were definitely uh, – I mean, every like every year, there's always tough decisions to be made, and everyone, every player who's on the roster bubble wants to put as much uh, – get as much film as possible, whether for their current team or auditioning for another team, whatever the case may be. And, yeah, there was uh, one less opportunity than usual to do that. But on the plus side, the it's obviously uh, – better much better thing for the established veterans uh, who see it primarily as a, a injury risk and you always see it and it's it is unavoidable in this sport uh, but you always see several players go down for the season before it even starts and and we got some of that too but I do feel like it was less than usual and I think that was the goal of decreasing the amount of preseason games I agree I mean biggest... if you wanted to be completely honest they just took away one preseason and added an extra regular game so right no games yeah. were lost but it's just if you're going to get hurt make the game count yeah and uh you know the most important thing for me or at least the thing that i find the funniest is that the ravens with an undefeated preseason they extend their streak to 20 straight preseason wins which they are now in sole possession of that record so it's, I mean, it's the dumbest stat because it like, it's literally meaningless, but at the same time, it's pretty incredible. 20 straight wins would span what? Seven, six seasons. No, I have, that's bad math. Hold on. Five, five. <laughs> that's anyway, math. We can fix that in post. <laughs> so let's get into the news then. And uh, this is something that was on last week's notes for the show we didn't end up doing. Uh, but, so it's not exactly news anymore. <laughs> but the, uh, there was a trade involving running backs. Ooh. The Patriots sent Sony Michelle to the Rams for a pair of uh, future draft picks. Very um, Patriots-like. Right. And we were, it's, we were wondering, ever since Cam Akers went down, uh, what the Rams would do and... and to this point, they have. Looks like been, you have a new emergency draft choice pick. Uh, yeah, potentially, because uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson, who was the most established uh, guy in town, I'll say, he was has had some injury issues and is uh, hasn't really ever been a, a three down back. So now they got Sonny Michelle for, you know, at least what his role with the Patriots was was more that bruising type of back, short yardage, taking him fourth overall. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that a little bit later, since we're not going to do we're not going to do our official we're not going to do a mock draft together. But I do want to talk just a little bit of fantasy football, and we'll get there. Ooh, the fantasy corner! Can't wait. That music gets me uh, feeling a certain kind of way. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but anyway, so on the Patriots, we've got Damian Harris expected to be the starter. Looks good. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson, who looked incredible in the preseason. And I think that was part of what gave them the confidence to ship, uh, ship Sony out of town. Anyway, more, it's more impactful, I think, for fantasy than for real NFL. <laughs> but it, is, it was interesting. 
Okay, let's do a quick Deshaun Watson update. It sounds like it's, uh, you know, there was some talk of the Eagles potentially as, as they search for a trade candidate since he still refuses to play for them. Uh, it sounded like it might be the Eagles, but, oh, actually, I didn't even put this in the notes, but the Eagles traded for Gardner Minshew from the Jaguars. Right, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's uh, that's an interesting one. So they're probably not – I guess what I'm saying is Minshew's better than Watson, so they don't need him now. <laughs> is that what we're saying? I don't know <laughs> if I approve of this statement. But uh, weirdly enough, it, it sounds like the Dolphins are now the leading trade candidate for Watson – despite the fact that they drafted Tua, Tua Tango. This has me confused year. on so many levels. With the fifth overall pick. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like all um, the type all the hype on Tua and now they're looking at Watson, but the question just begs why. The answer seems to be coming from the, the owner of the team. Uh, he had a quote that he really wants Watson. Uh, however it's gonna cost them or, or whoever does the deal if if one gets done at all. The asking price I, I've heard is three first round picks and two second round picks. So basically giving up a couple years worth of drafts <laughs> to get uh, to get Watson. Who again uh, I don't know. may or may not play this year or in the near future. So seems like a lot to pay for you know, given that risk. Yeah, that's an awful, awful lot. And if they aren't able to trade him, it sounds like the Texans are going to just keep him on the active roster and he's just going to be inactive every Sunday. I feel like that's going to be interesting to watch, pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Let's do some injury updates. And Good news that, first. The way that I started writing them was kind of a mistake, but then I realized I was sort of alternating between good news stories and bad news stories. So... Uh, let's oh, start with so the bad news first. Bad news first, I guess. And uh, that's for the Saints wide receiver, Michael Thomas. He is expected Rip. to start the year on the physically unable to perform list, which makes him ineligible to play for the first six weeks of the season. So the soonest he could come back is week seven. It's going to make an interesting uh, proposition for the uh, winner of that QB battle. <laughs> sure is. Sure is. All right, let's do some good news now for the Colts. This is Carson, good news. Carson Wentz is already back in practice. Oh, great. Let's see how long this lasts. It looks like he had that foot surgery. Can anybody tell I just do not like Carson Wentz? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. Pretty okay. Apparent. Just, I, don't, I, just I don't, don't want any you know, mixed feelings. <laughs> well, I have very mixed feelings about him um, from having <laughs> him in fantasy for, for the last two years. Did not feel good. <laughs> but I might do it again. We'll see. You probably will, and when that happens, I will literally get up from my table, walk over, smack you, and then walk back and sit down. You should. That's what I asked for. I think that's literally what I said to you, is if I ever draft this guy again, just just hit me. (laughs) Um, But he's going to be healthy for the Colts week one, it looks like, which is pretty amazing, given given the five to 12-week timeline on the foot surgery. (laughs) And uh, Quentin Nelson, their Pro Bowl guard on that offensive line who had the same exact surgery at the same exact time, is also going to be back in practice. So pretty much good news all around. Uh, yeah, maybe behind a way better offensive line, we'll see a new once, but I will right. not give credit where it's due <laughs> until it's earned. Yeah, and, and I, I guess 
within the Colts, there's good news, bad news, because T.Y. Hilton is going to be out for a while to start the season. Who, quote unquote, top receiver? I don't know if he really is that anymore, but he's he's been that for for a long time. Too long. All right, bad news. Vikings tight end Irv Smith. <laughs> Irv Smith was, um, you know, with Kyle Rudolph finally out of town. Um, Irv Smith was expected to be a major contributor in the passing game, and he was one of my uh, late-round tight end fantasy football. You were right over there. Did you just knock your entire desk on the floor? Oh, the cat jumped on the table and grabbed the microphone. And then so, meow, 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 meow. Clearly, he's that. got something to say about Irv Smith. Yeah, let me try that sentence again. Irv Smith uh, was going to be the the leading tight end now that uh, Rudolph is out of town. However, he's going to miss multiple weeks to start the season after having a surgery to repair his meniscus. So that's not great. And then uh, a little bit of news sprinkled in here. Another trade that went down today. Oh, it's Tuesday, August 31st, by the way, as we record this. Dating our nice. <laughs> uh, the Vikings traded for Chris Herndon, the Jets. And uh, ironically, he was one of the tight ends I drafted last year with this this late round tight end strategy. How, how did your uh, late end tight end strategy work out? It went terribly, Matt. <laughs> it went very, very poorly. And uh, with with Irv Smith gone, that's just one less uh, one one less candidate for that. So we'll see see what happens this year. All right, good news. Saquon Barkley is back in practice taking first team live reps, uh, albeit in a red no-contact jersey. But good to see him out there running and cutting and doing most of his normal football activities with with the team. Uh, However, his week one status is still up in the air. I think this is the biggest, like, bad news of everything. Yeah, yeah. Poor Ravens. For a team, didn't you pick (laughs) – did we both pick? No, you picked the Ravens no. to win the division. I picked the. Uh, you picked the Browns, I think. Picked the Browns. And, uh, and this just gives me a little bit more confidence now. Yeah, so the Ravens lost their uh, leading running back, J.K. Dobbins, uh, to a torn ACL in the Week Three preseason game, and so he's obviously done for the year. He's not going to play. Dobbins is going to have a big year, J.K. Oh, I see what you did there. That was terrible. I'm going to see myself out. I'll allow it. <laughs> Louie agrees with me. Yeah, so it's not uh, – obviously, it's terrible news for him and for this this Ravens offense that loves to run the ball more than anybody. And then just uh, for the Ravens, it just seems like the injuries are already piling up. They are they lost. Like it hasn't even started yet, and they've <laughs> lost like a third of their team, it feels like. Yeah, it's like San Francisco last year. <laughs> um, Oof. They lost, uh, let's see, starting linebacker LJ Fort already, also to a torn ACL. Obviously, another linebacker, Matt Judon, left in free agency. Their top two wide receivers, or I should say two of the top three, are current, two of the only three, really, <laughs> are currently hurt in Hollywood Brown and, and rookie first-round pick uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, so, you know, I'm just – Gonna put it out there. I'm getting a little nervous about picking them to win the division because <laughs> a no lot of that was on record. A lot of that was uh, based on the fact that I was projecting this offense to improve, but that's gonna be tough without their top running back and without two of their top three receivers. But hey, we'll see. Can't go back on it now. 
Nope. Commit. Hey, good news. Dak Prescott back in practice from that shoulder injury. Jerry Jones says he's good to go for week one. I'm so happy. Can you imagine how much less exciting that that season opener game? Uh, Because they play in the opener, right? I should know this. I think they play the Bucs on the opening Thursday night. I'm going to defer to you on that one. It's a much better headline, uh, Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott, than uh, Brady versus Ben DiNucci. Even though it wouldn't be him, because as you'll hear when we get to the cuts, the roster cuts section. (laughs) So much foreshadowing. Anyway, this this is old news too, but the Jaguars rookie running back Travis Etienne, who they took in the first round of this year's draft, is also already gone for the season with a foot fracture. Rip. Yep, a little bit of good news for the Cardinals. J.J. Watt, uh, defensive end that they signed in free agency, is back in practice, activated from the pup list. So good news there. Good to see him up and running around. And then here's a couple more pups. Um, Packers, we got a whole litter. Packers are going to start uh, their all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, on the pup list to start the season with a knee injury. Stephon Gilmore uh, for the Patriots. That's a big loss in their secondary. And then uh, Tariq Cohen for the Bears, uh, Bears running back. All those guys uh, will miss the first six weeks. And in Cohen's, So what you're saying is yeah. things don't start to get interesting until week seven. Uh, for these particular players, yeah. I think it's okay. going to be interesting right off the bat for the, for the league as a whole. But, yeah, these guys will be watching, watching from the sideline to start. Yeah, go team. Let's talk about, and I think you've already referenced at least one of these. <laughs> one of the biggest things that the preseason is used for is I I foreshadowed two of them. Is to figure out your starting roster, and and most notably that comes down to quarterback battles. Usually when, usually it's when a, a team drafts someone and has an established veteran, see how good the rookie is, and if they're ready to start week one. Actually, that's only the case in about half of these, but. Let's just go through them, starting with the Saints, where I think we were both pretty heavily invested. Jameis versus Taysom. And uh, Sean Payton is going with Jameis. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Interesting pick. I don't know if I'm ready to fully commit to this yet, but we'll see how Mr. Hail Mary every throw works out, especially <laughs> well, with Michael Thomas down. Well, he wasn't throwing to Michael Thomas in that, uh, that preseason game where he had a couple bomb touchdown passes. He also had a bomb interception, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not in that game, but but no, you're you're not mistaken. <laughs> you get the good with the bad. That's why it's so entertaining. I do agree with you that there's a lack of weapons there without Michael Thomas. I mean, I just think we're going to see more Alvin Kamara then. But the question becomes, how does he run behind that line? And can you, if you're going to put pressure in the face of Jameis, is he going to hold up? Right, and and then can anybody step up in this receiving core? Marquez Callaway looked really good in the preseason. Yeah, uh, he and Jameis seem to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing going on. And it's not like it's not like Taysom Hill is going away. In in fairness to to him and and to you, <laughs> he's going to still have his his you know his little package of of plays and situational. Peyton has probably the same thing. It's going to be more similar probably to. Uh, what it was with Breeze, more like, you know, let's say two or three years ago, not so much last year. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Yeah, we can move on now. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Our, our Broncos, who uh, had Drew Locke as the starter last year, brought in Teddy Bridgewater uh, via trade this offseason. Those two duking it out. Both looked pretty good, I would say. Um, I feel like it was a pretty neck-and-neck comparison. I'm not upset either way it went. Mm-hmm. They, they both got chances in preseason games with the first string offense. Uh, but Vic Fangio decided to go with the, the more veteran player and Bridgewater to, to lead the offense at, le- at least week one, you know, at least to start the season. Right. And he could, he could certainly provide a steadier hand because while, while Locke came up with more flashy plays and had a couple, I think he had a few fourth quarter comebacks last year. Uh, he also had, oh, actually, no, yeah, I'm remembering this now. He would play like three terrible quarters and then one amazing fourth quarter usually, and sometimes that was enough, but oftentimes it wasn't. And uh, Bridgewater, I think, should be a more stabilizing presence back there. I think this is Bridgewater's, like, I don't want to say his last hurrah, but ever since his knee injury in Minnesota, he's bounced around a lot. So I feel like this is his chance now to really step up and show that he still had what he had back in Minnesota. Yeah, and it's a great opportunity. I think the offensive line is solid. A lot of good pass catchers. The team as a whole is solid. It's a really good team. I I think they said that the Broncos defense was the only defense that didn't allow a touchdown in preseason. Really? I didn't see that. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really high on their defense. I, I foresee good, good things for a mile high. Oh, my gosh. That was good. <laughs> that just happened. Okay. <laughs> the Washington football team made the only just end sense. here. End the show here. <laughs> the only sensible choice, in my opinion, and, and went with Ryan Fitzpatrick to be their starter. Other guys were um, Taylor Henneke, who, you know, Credit where it's due. He played well last year. Did did well in the playoff game. Um, but you didn't. You don't bring in a guy like Fitzpatrick at this stage of his career to to ride the bench. And, and he was really good with Miami last year. So looks like this is Fitzpatrick's team. Go get him, boy. Um, in Chicago, it's going to be Andy Dalton week one, despite uh, oh. Justin Fields looking really exciting in the preseason. I, I wonder if it's almost more of like a protecting fields from himself and from the terribleness <laughs> that is this, this offense. Cause he took some shots in the preseason, you know, when he was playing out there, I think largely because this offensive line is just brutal. I mean, maybe, you know, kill Dalton, sacrifice Dalton to the wolves. And <laughs> I think that's maybe sort of the fields point. lives to fight another day. It could be as soon as week two, uh, depending on how many, how many times Aaron Donald, <laughs> crunches Dalton in there in that first game against the Rams. Oh my God. He crunches his ribs and punctures Dalton's lung. And then next thing you know, Fields is out there be like, all right, kid, you've never faced anybody like this before, but you're going to go play against Aaron Donald. All right. Go get him scamp. Wouldn't be the first guy to get a punctured lung and then have the rookie come in and, re- and replace him. Chargers. All right. Pete Tyrod Taylor on uh, the, the Patriots. We're oh another God, team talk who, about making a statement. Yeah, who had an established veteran. Uh, I don't know if established is the right word, but Cam Newton was there. He, he had played, a veteran. He, a veteran. He played with them last year. They re-signed him earlier this offseason and then drafted Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama, I think. And then cut 15. him. I mean, I know I wasn't the biggest fan, but that seems a little rude. 
It's crazy because they both played. They looked great. I think they both looked really good in the preseason. And then all of a sudden, Newton's gone. They're just turning the keys over to the rookie. I, that was pretty shocking. I mean, at the end of this, we have to keep in our minds, Bill Belichick's a businessman first and then a coach. Something about this screamed a business decision. Oh yeah, there is no there's no emotion in the in the way they do business. Which is good. I mean that's I think that's part of why they're successful. But it, it's interesting. It, it's very it's interesting. Shocking. I don't know. Then, All right. All right, Mac Jones. I, I will say I'm much more interested in watching the Patriots now. Because it's, well, it's I don't know if that I'd factor go that of like, far. Of like, what is this going to look like? I'm a little bit more interested in the next starter, rookie star, which is Zach Wilson. Yeah, and speaking of Zach Wilson, I saw this. I saw this note uh, that in the AFC East, all the starting quarterbacks are 25 years old or younger. Oh my God, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> if we were quarterbacks in the NFL, we would be approaching uh, washed-up status. <laughs> Isn't that freaking nuts? I'm trying to figure out how old Teddy Bridgewater is. My computer won't cooperate. Okay, you know how you just said this is Bridgewater's last chance? He's, he's, he's probably younger. like 29. He's 28. He's younger than both of us. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Isn't that depressing? Okay, I'm anyway. I'm ashamed of everything I've done. And everything I haven't done, which is most of it. <laughs> he's clearly not playing the NFL. But um, but yeah, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, both rookies, that'll be starting week one for their teams. You got Tua, he's just in his second year in Miami, and then Josh Allen is the senior of the group in Buffalo. He's twenty. Josh Allen is the senior of the group. Words <laughs> I thought I'd never like string together. Yep. Huh. That's a new um, sentence. Anyway, let's let's move on before before we break down and have an existential crisis, <laughs> dude. That happened like four years ago. <laughs> the 49ers also drafted a rookie in the first round and had Trey this Lance. veteran, Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Shanahan, the coach, said all along that it was going to be Jimmy G week one, uh, but that was solidified when Lance uh, suffered a minor injury in, in practice. Uh, he, he it was one of those where he hit his finger, hit his hand on another player's helmet. And he's going to be out a couple of weeks. Nothing major, but he's definitely not going to start. It's funny because a lot of people make fun of that. But, like, man, it doesn't take much for you to have a 300-pound person and you just slam it into the hard plastic crown of a helmet. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I heard it – I saw it described as, like, a, a chip in the bone, which just makes me cringe. But apparently it's not a huge deal. <laughs> it's just a Oh, yeah. You know, it's just a chip in your finger bone. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I think I didn't miss any there, did I? Those were the major quarterback battles. I don't really count um, the Eagles, even though they didn't give Jalen Hurts the starting job right away. I, I, that wasn't a real competition. And I think that was it. So let's move on to uh, some other notable roster moves. I believe today, Tuesday, was the deadline where all the teams had to get down to their final 53 down from 80 or 90 or so, however many were left. So a lot of players uh, lost their jobs today, at least temporarily. Now is where players will be, uh, or teams will be uh, searching the real-life waiver wire and seeing seeing who got cut and who they might want to pick up. Real-life waiver wire. 
so yeah, we already talked about Cam Newton. Apparently, the Cowboys are going to check in and uh, consider bringing him on. I guess obviously as a backup because they they cut two of their backups today, Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert. No the only problem I have with that notion is there's no way you're ever going to start Cam over Dak. And oh, I don't no, know if Cam no, no. has the ability to be a backup. Yeah, I don't know if he would want to. But all the uh, all the teams that needed quarterbacks addressed that need. Yeah, yeah, whether through the draft or through trade. So I don't know. I don't know. This could be it for him. He's 32, which, you know, finally, he's someone older than us. <laughs> Barely. So freaking old Kim. <laughs> uh but yeah. So we'll see if he finds a new finds a new home. In the spirit of going uh bad news, good news, Dwayne Haskins is going oh to Oh my make god, you keep bringing this up. Why? <laughs> he did make the I don't know actually, because I and I, as I noted here, <laughs> he isn't even on our dynasty roster anymore. <laughs> so I don't know why we're still talking about you him. You have this unbridled like a attachment to Dwayne Haskins that I will never understand. Well, it was driven by by you attacking me for it this whole time <laughs> and and me being stubborn and wanting to be right. <laughs> How'd that work out? Well, he's on the team. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be the number two or number three between him and Mason Rudolph. Number six. <laughs> he's on the team. And then, uh, yeah, in my notes here, I said, I don't know why we're still talking about him because you made me drop him from our dynasty team weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, like I feel, feel pretty solid with that move. Who else? I think you made me drop a while ago. It was Jameis. Look, now he's starting. We could have had him. <laughs> I'm not going to regret it. I'm sorry if that's the way you feel <laughs> because I feel way more. I feel this is going to sound stupid feel better starting the Jets because at the very least there's no other alternative for them other than to play the rookie. That's if true. If they decide to play a carousel <laughs> in the Saints, he does us no good. And I can you can confidently say the Jets have better receivers than the Saints. Which is weird. I don't know if I'd fully a hundred percent back that but well with Michael Thomas injured. It definitely makes it way more interesting. Okay. Uh, the Lions cut a few receivers: Rashad Perryman, Geronimo Allison, Geronimo. former Packer with an incredible first name, uh, which leaves him with Tyrell Williams, uh, the rookie Amon Ross St. Brown. Who did you know he's a he's related to former Packer, also Equiminius or Equinemius St. Brown, or something like that? <laughs> do you remember that name? Why do they have so cool like names? I know. <laughs> Amon Ra, that's Egyptian as fuck, and that's, that's awesome. Pretty, that's pretty cool. And uh, of course, he still got Master Cephas. <laughs> do you remember when I picked him up from Detroit? I do. He was okay for a couple games. <laughs> and I was like, and you were like, did you really take him? I go, yeah, I thought his name was cool. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Well, he's their wide receiver two or three, so he's around. Uh, okay, blah 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 blah. I'm gonna skip a few. The Bengals cut oh, Michael skip Jordan. Your, oh, I was really hoping you were gonna <laughs> skip that one. No, I way. was. I was about to ask if you were skipping the Bengals comment. <laughs> he tried <laughs> basketball. On. Tried baseball. Now he's trying football. <laughs> Just leave him to his Haynes commercials. It's we fine. couldn't make the Bengals. So, 
Just kidding. Obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Okay, let's talk about Josh Rosen. Who surprisingly is is going to make the Falcons roster. Is and, surprisingly uh, still in football. I didn't know that. Right. Well, yeah. He was the 10th overall pick uh, way back in 2018. And the, the Falcons will be his fifth team. Jeez. He's in, in his, let's see. He, it feels like much longer. I guess it's only been he's terrible. three years he's been in the league so far. <laughs> but yeah, he's 3-13 and 13 as a starter. 12 career touchdowns versus 19 picks. Um, he hasn't played in a regular season game since 2019, despite being on three teams since then. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Ryan Fitzpatrick if he was terrible and, and never actually played for any of the teams that he, he joins. Ryan Fitzpatrick hops around the league, but he starts everywhere he goes. Right? <laughs> like, you can't keep Fitzy down for long. I can't believe you just burned Ryan Fitzpatrick with a Josh Rosen joke. I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> it was a Josh Rosen burn. I, I love Fitzpatrick. In former Prove It player news, the Bears cut Artie Burns. <laughs> cornerback who joined Chicago last year from uh, after spending his first four years in Pittsburgh, but towards ACL in the preseason. And uh, now the Bears are moving on. So he'll, he'll leave without ever playing a snap for them. Bears are going to be desperate at corner now with Kyle Fuller gone. True. Yeah. Okay. This is a funny story. Oh God. The, the Vikings cut Everson Griffin defensive end. Eight days after bringing him back to the team after spending his first uh, 10 years there. Oh, and also, I was doing this research on Wikipedia. Um, Because that's a site you can trust. (laughs) So so I don't know if this is just something someone edited for fun or if this is his real nickname, but but his his name on Wikipedia is Everson Sack Daddy Griffin. (laughs) That made me chuckle. Because, of course, he's a, you know, he's a defensive lineman, gets a lot of sacks. Yeah, I'm hoping that's why he's called that. <laughs> and to answer your next question, no, I will never refer to you as Sack Daddy. I would n- never ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even cross my mind, but but thank you. Thank you for bringing that up and clarifying that. Save me the embarrassment. We just figured we'd get that out of the way. <laughs> Save me the embarrassment of asking you and you saying no. <laughs> um, but anyway, the reason... Well, that's one reason. The reason this is really funny is because uh, he so he played with the Cowboys and Lions last year, and then uh, this January, as a still a member of the, I guess the Lions technically, he had some comments about Kirk Cousins. There was a there's a Twitter thread where, of course, he deleted them, but there's the screenshots don't go away, and he he tweeted Kirk Cousins his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kirk Cousins, of course, the the Vikings quarterback. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to go well for re-signing you with your team. Well, he's not going to have to worry about uh, patching things up with Kirk because he is already released again <laughs> eight days after they signed him. <laughs> Guess who's the ass now? <laughs> so not Kirk. Cousins yet. <laughs> no, it, it still is, just for different reasons. <laughs> oh, God, this this... Just made me laugh so much. Well, that's hilarious. I, I bet Cousins edited his Wikipedia page to call him the Sack Daddy. 
<laughs> that would be cousins trying to insult someone being like, oh, would this be funny? And they'd be like, no, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, actually, I mean, that's kind of a compliment. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> all right. So that was all I had on the uh, roster cuts. Hold on. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner. <laughs> Won't you join me? Oh, I would love to. Just for like 15 seconds. Uh, so we've, we're not going to do a mock, but we've got our season-long, uh, our most important season-long league uh, draft next Sunday over Labor Day weekend. How are you feeling? Not prepared. I think you have the fourth pick, right? I do. Just like last year? Yes, sir. When you spent it on who? Clyde Edwards Alaire. Oh yeah, yeah. And it looked like it looked like it was promising. Actually it looked really good for the first half of the season, yeah. (laughs) And then the Chiefs decided not to run the football anymore and I don't know what happened. (laughs) Uh yeah, I'm picking tenth, so I'm glad we're nowhere near each other. Won't have to be mad at you for that reason sniping my players you, you, you'll you'll still be mad at me oh, it's I fine i will i will it's okay um so we'll of course update on that actually once we're the draft is over we'll probably put out a twitter poll or something with our our squads see who the see who the 2m nation thinks is, is better is poised for a yeah. bigger season all five of you <laughs> Hey, if you know what? I do have to say that I started out pretty good last year until the DAC went down, and then it was all health from there. <laughs> yep. You going to go that route again, you think, if you get the chance? I can't give that away yet. <laughs> oh, darn. Looks like uh, we are in the same division, so I think we get to play each other twice this year. Excellent. Fun Were we that. in different divisions last year? I don't rem- I think so, because we only played once. Our first meeting is in week four, so we can we can be friend, friends the first couple of weeks. Dude, it's fancy football. I hate you. <laughs> and then we need to uh, just to lock this in officially. Are we doing? We'll do our weekly FanDuel contest again. Dude, you know it. Why? Nice. Why not make it as stressful as humanly possible? <laughs> when I finish finally unpacking, because um, we just we moved. I say we just moved. I can't keep saying that though, because it's been like four months now. But when we finish unpacking, I'll see if I still have the trophy and send it over your way. <laughs> Pick it up Sunday. If you win for the third year in a row, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I'll hold on to it just in case. <laughs> yeah, because you won it the first year we got the trophy, and then I won it back to back, right? Right, right. But you've never gotten to possess it in your home because I never gave it back. <laughs> I mean, technically, I got to have it when I ordered it. That's true. That's true. All right. And that's, that's all that's on the agenda. Kind of a light episode today, but we will be back in full force next week with our week one preview. Oh, man. Home it's one. here. It's finally here. We're about an hour away from midnight, and then we will be officially eight days from the start of the season. Should we just awkwardly leave this on silence until midnight and then be like, all right, eight days, and then just hang up? <laughs> I'm sure people would keep listening to silence for an hour and probably Some fall asleep to it and, and then be woken up by, by your voice saying, it's a week, <laughs> one week. 
eight days. All right, there we go. A week's more than See, seven. There it is, math again. I was told there'd be no math on this podcast. <laughs> you lied to yourself. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Nope. Twenty hashtags. If he pans out, if if Ben retires next year and Haskins is a starter and is good, I'm never going to let you forget it. <laughs> I think I can live with this. I keep bringing him up. I feel pretty confident in my the, choices right now. Until the day I die, okay? <laughs> I feel pretty confident in my choices now. I like these odds. Fair enough. All right, Matt. Thanks for joining me. Glad you're feeling better. And I, uh, I will here. see. I am back and I can talk. And I'll see you in person in just a few days. Oh my God, it's been like since two years. It's going to be weird. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just as fat as ever. <laughs> I'm uh, significantly fatter than last time you saw me, so hopefully you still recognize me. Is this where we do the running like chest bump and it just goes flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it? That is probably what would happen. Oh, quick story. Uh-oh. I uh, tried to wear my Matt Forte Bears jersey that How'd I've that had go? for years. Uh, well, it Please is, tell me you have a picture. No, because it didn't leave my bedroom because it was skin tight. And uh, let's just say it accentuated uh, my, my stomach in a way that I didn't find flattering. But uh, I was looking through pictures and there's a picture of me just two years ago at Bears training camp wearing that jersey. So I remember rough. that day. It's been a rough couple of years. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and on that note. Uh, 2M Nation, we will talk to you next time. And, and Matt, I will see you soon. Yes, sir. See everybody next week, and I'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans and remember we will see you next week on the gridiron